And welcome to a very special Couch Potato Radio here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. Derek Hansen with you. And I have a good news story for you. There's been so much negative in the news as of late that I've been very critical of that. But uh, really a great story. He is uh, someone who has recovered from COVID-19, and he's a name familiar with so many people around here. That is a uh, Dr. Arden Beachy, former Bison quarterback. Dr. Beachy, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, first of all, I want to say, I, it shouldn't surprise anyone that I say Dr. Beachy because, you know, I was the good news, I was at the first game ever at the Fargo Dome. The bad news, unfortunately, that was your last game ever at the Fargo Dome. Yeah, the opening for me didn't, didn't go so well. It, it, was, quick, it was quickly, um, well, all the hype for me was quickly changed before halftime. But, um, you know, it's still a lot of fun, and the season didn't turn out how we wanted it to, but... It's 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 showing since '93, and we're almost I don't know how many years into it, but it, it's showing to be a good place for Bison football in the last ten years at least. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's a sad way to end your career, and the reason I bring it up, it should be a surprise that uh, I, I, that you're a doctor, is because there was a lot of talk about you taking a red shirt, uh, a hardship, a medical hardship, but you were going to move on to bigger and better things than you have. Yeah, I thought that was the right thing to do at that time. Um, thought it was someone else's. Uh, turn to shine and be able to play. You know, sometimes you look back, you get um, just one year shy of 50, and you start thinking, well, maybe I should have took another year. But I already came in as and redshirted, and so it would have seemed like a long time in college um, for someone that had all their studies done and had some other aspirations they wanted to get done. No question. And uh, you're back home in Staples. Uh, I know uh, working in Lakewood Health System, and, and just a, is it nice to be at home too, kind of where you grew up there? Yeah, it's been a lot, of, a lot of fun. Been able to give back to the community and uh, be involved with the sports here in Staples. Um, I'm comfortable here, and there's a lot of there's been a lot of opportunity for my kids, so that's been the, the important thing. You bet. Well, as I mentioned earlier, you uh, had a little scare here a few weeks ago, I know, and I think and really kind of in the, when everything was really starting to uh, ramp up and, and not really knowing as much when uh, you did test positive for COVID-19. But uh, luckily for you, everything seems to have gone pretty well without relatively any symptoms. Yeah, the only symptom I really had was I could not smell or taste for about four days which was interesting because it presented right after I had allergy symptoms, which I have every spring. So I just thought it was my allergies um, getting flared up after a couple days outside when we had some nice weather in the end of March. And they, it did, my allergy symptoms did calm down quickly with my normal uh, Flonase nasal spray and some Zyrtec, but a couple days after I started taking those medications, even though my nasal congestion was gone, I I started noticing I was having trouble smelling. And and at first, you don't think much of it. Uh, you kind of think, well, maybe my allergies are lingering on. And then within a couple more days, I I noticed I really couldn't taste some of my favorite meals or or smell anything. And so that that kind of alerted me to uh, maybe I. Maybe I have some symptoms of COVID because I had read some articles, even though it's not one of the common symptoms, or at least when uh, COVID-19 first came out, most people were thinking shortness of breath, uh, trouble breathing, sore throat, fatigue, those type of symptoms. And only recently have 
as more data come out and more and more discussion about the inability to taste and smell. Interesting. So, yeah, I guess, uh, and there's so many different, it's weird how this affects so many people differently too, right? I mean, and, you know, certainly talking about some younger people and we know how tragic and really how quick it can go after the elderly and, you know, people with bad immune systems or whatever, but it's, it's kind of strange. Even some more or less asystematic people, even the little things are different. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been surprised. We haven't had too many cases where I work, but I've talked to a lot of friends at bigger facilities and just the variation and different symptoms uh, uh, patients are having in individuals has been really interesting. But again, you know, they say 80% of the people are going to be asymptomatic or only minimally symptomatic. And so I'm here to let you know that a lot of us are going to be in that 80%, especially if we're healthy. And I have I have asthma. I've had it since I was six years old. It's been quite stable in the last twenty years. But a few times in the last twenty five years, I I got the flu twice, and my asthma didn't do very well when I when I got the when I got influenza, and so I was a little nervous coming into this, um, wondering what the COVID nineteen would do with my asthma if the if the influenza affected it that much especially on TV when you hear about these healthy 40-year-olds and their only underlying uh, condition was asthma that was fairly well controlled. Well, especially when you when you were diagnosed with it, it was very early in this process, right? So, I mean, there's a, still a lot of unknowns that came along with this, much more than even a month later. Is that safe to say? Yeah, because you don't really know. You, you kind of know the time frame and how things play out from what other people have said, but... At the same time, when you get a positive test, you're not quite sure where you are along the continuum of being infectious and then have, how long are you going to have symptoms. Because the people that have done poorly and ended up in the hospital and, and or intubated are on a vent, they seem to have done worse at about days 9 through 11. So when I got that positive test, I was wondering, hmm, where exactly am I on that continuum and is this going to get significantly worse in the next few days? Dr. Arden Beachy is with us. You know his name if you're a longtime Bison fan as a former quarterback and now practices medicine in uh, Staples in his hometown. And Dr. Beachy, let me just kind of what you're looking at. I mean, there's some things, no guarantees that whether or not it may come back or how the antibodies are going to work. I mean, how much as a doctor do you look at as the antibody test whenever they're able to come, especially to Minnesota and certainly North Dakota? Um, well, there's been some controversy over the quick test. I, I did, I did, a friend of mine had one of those quick tests I did a, about a week and a half ago, and I had IgM and IgG antibodies. So um, there is probably some false positives on that test from the data. But again, if you've had a positive RNA test like I did with the swab, um, I think that correlates pretty well. But again, I'll take the serum or the blood test that that are out there. I think Mayo Clinic has has the closest one with with 90% sensitivity, so I'll I'll take that just to to prove it to other people. But yeah, it's interesting. There's the more they're finding out, the more you know, the more you find out you don't know. (laughs) That's that's and that's a lot of things in life, but there it's it's really true in this illness. But at the same at the same time, I mean, we can't hold ourselves hostage. 
um, to the virus and everyone stays in their house for months and years on end. So at some time you got to come out and hopefully most people are going to do well and move on with life and they don't know if it's going to be a, a second wave in the fall. Well, that'll remain to be seen. And those of us that have been exposed, will we still be um, or have our uh, natural immunity? Um, that remains to be seen, but so far so good. And I feel good. And I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I've kept fairly healthy. I think that helps. Yeah, well, for sure. And that is something you and I talked about off the air is that, you know, people, I think more than anything, we're not only talking about keeping things clean and all that, but it's really probably a good time to talk about preventative health right now, right? I mean, eating better and taking care of yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, what you eat plays an important plays an important um, aspect in how your immune system functions. I think how much sleep you're getting, getting good rest and, and eating right allows your body to uh, run at the optimum for each individual person and you know, not being too much overweight, not smoking. Those are, those are big things that uh, impact your health and people have been preaching that for a long time. And then all of a sudden you get a pandemic or a novel virus like this, where everyone's learning for the first time. And then those things become even more important and they're going to find out, you know, Age is one risk factor and comorbidities are, but they're also going to find out that genetic variations or mutations are, are, part of, are part of the disease process and how well people do or don't do. And we really don't know or have good tests to be able to currently tell people, oh, you're going to do well if you get COVID-19 and you're not going to do so well given your genetics. Yeah, that- so all people can do is, is do the best they can do keep their, their health good, um, not do the things that um, contribute to bad health for a lot of other diseases, and make sure they're getting uh, plenty of rest and sleep, which is tough to do when people are anxious and kind of worked up. Well, and that is a big thing, and I guess, and I blame my industry. I've been very critical, certainly the national media, on this and throwing out numbers. And you know, certainly there's just a lot of people who are in fear right now. And I guess that's one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on, Doctor Beachy, is because this is a good story. I think we're not focusing enough on the good stories, on how many people are recovering with mild symptoms on this compared to so many of the numbers when we talk about deaths and, and the case count that keeps going up. I mean, I think for the most part, to know that many people are going on with their lives and living a healthy life is very important right now. So I'm doing my best to stress that, Dr. Peachy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you listen to the news, unfortunately, a lot of times the things that make the news are um, uh, things that aren't going well. In this case, people that are in the hospital are dying and those type of stories, just like, you know, crime and those sort of things make the nightly news. You don't always see the good things that are going on. So a lot of people are going to do well. Uh, quite a few of the experts are seeing this is probably at least his first run is going to end up with a mortality rate, you know, like the flu, mm-hmm. like influenza. I mean, right now the top number, the numerator is really high because we haven't had the testing that that initially we're starting to get more of it. But as that fills in, that bottom number is going to get a lot higher, which is going to drive down the top number and the mortality rate is going to be a lot less than we initially thought. Yeah, that is a really a good news thing as far as that is concerned, too. That, that is something I'm very uh, happy about. And, you know, there was something that was said, and I, 
I think I'm so tick, uh, sick and tired of the politics of this, but you know, we had the whole thing with uh, the president and talking about disinfecting and all that. But I thought the interesting part before that, the gentleman who spoke before him talked about you know, ultraviolet light and just sunlight more or less is what he was saying. And, you know, a lot of these viruses don't last well, that well in heat and summer and all that. So is that a positive thing, Dr. Beachy? I think it is. Um, I, one of my um, best friends lives in Austin, Texas, and they've, it's been unusually warm and humid down there. And that's one of the things they say it doesn't do well in that climate. And, and he says, and he told me, that's proven out true in Austin where he lives. They haven't seen nearly the amount of cases for um, how big a population they had in one of it. And probably the big reason is because of that. Well, that's good. Now, hopefully, bring on summer then, right? <laughs> and we've had, we finally had a spring here, Dr. Beachy. It's been nice. It's warm. I mean, it's look at today. This is perfect. So uh, I guess it, wear, wear sunscreen, but uh, go enjoy the outdoors anyway. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. Um, there's quite a few infectious disease um, physicians that are saying people need to get outdoors, breathe fresh air, uh, be active as much as possible while maintaining so- social distancing. And, you know, the other thing is that there's some data to support this is the more you isolate yourself, the more the normal um, factors of your immune system and what it's exposed to kind of gets kind of gets dormant and and not as sharp as it should be it's kind of like an athlete not working out for a while and so then all of a sudden those people come back out into society and you you kind of wonder how they're going to do or their immune system is going to do when they've been indoors and not exposed to people for two months Wow, it's very interesting. That's a, I think the immune system is being talked about probably more than I can remember in modern me- medicine, right? Because I think so many, you know, vaccines are good on many different levels, but if we can help out our own immune system, it can help out too, right? I mean, I, I think there's a fine line. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not, uh, you know, I, I'm not the totally other way, all natural and, and, and these type of things that they talk about with uh, aromatherapy. I mean, there's got to be a balance here. Would you agree with that, Dr. Beachy? Yeah, there's got there's got to be a balance, and you got to try to use evidence-based medicine um, as much as possible. But that's not always fully possible when you don't have all the studies and when you're dealing with a new virus. Yeah. And so you kind of you kind of got to do all the things that that you normally that you normally do to stay healthy and 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 try to get the best data available, which is tough when you're always watching the news. And too many people are making this political and trying to, the biggest thing I don't like is you're trying to blame somebody or one person, be it the governor or the president. It's really no one's fault. We got lulled to sleep with SARS and Ebola and, and MERS and nothing, that never really got established here. And so you just thought, well, there's COVID-19 over there. And when the Chinese hid some of the information, you're thinking, well, that's going to be another one that doesn't do much here. So the learning point for all of us is, and and who you're voting for, and, and when your representatives come up for the next term is, who's going to continue to put some emphasis on preventative medication or, or preventative medicine and and uh, mental and mental health, and the, to me that's the overall learning learning thing to come away from with this pandemic is don't don't get halfway done with a vaccination and then infection or the virus goes away and then we lose steam on it we got to finish 
finish the job, be it with education, vaccination, um, and and all the above. Yeah. What, what what's your thought? I mean, there's so many different opinions I hear about vaccine. You know, a, a vaccine out there. I said, you know, you'll have some doctors say, well, I doubt anything really effective will know for 18 months and year 12, and some will say in the fall. I mean, the, the mixed messaging on that it kind of drives me crazy. Yeah, and I don't think anyone really knows. I mean, people are working on it, but with it, with everything. Um, people are wondering why the testing isn't here, why the vaccination isn't here. And a lot of people really have never thought about it. The people that deal with that every day know that it's a longer process than most people would want to know about. And they have to keep people safe. So they like to have vaccination tomorrow, but you do have to do some testing to make sure if you give it to a a large population that it's not going to have deleterious effects and and cause a lot of problems. And so I'm thinking they're going to get it done as quick as they've done any vaccination, but it still is going to be a year to a year and a half away as far as I can tell. Yeah, well, I, it's that old adage, you don't want the cure to be worse than the virus, right? And I think that happened in 1978 with the, one of the swine flus there. So you just, it, that, I'm always cautious about rushing anything. <laughs> That's just me as a consumer. I'm, I don't have the exp- experience you do, but I just always I think about that. I wouldn't want, just because my town is short of water, I wouldn't want a bunch of water supply coming in without it being tested by the EPA. Is that a good analogy? Or? Yeah, I think that's a good analogy. In, in the United States, we want... We're so used to having everything as, as quick as we want it and just at our fingertips, and we we expect some things that, and, and public health is one of them, and, 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 and the area of vaccinations to just pop up on demand, and it just doesn't happen that quickly, but there's a good reason why it doesn't, and um, they, could, they could take shortcuts, but a lot of people are going to pay the price, and that's going to be worse than than this original virus. Yeah, no question. Well, Dr. Beachy, thanks so much. I really wanted to spread this good news story of uh, a recovery from COVID-19. I'm glad you're safe and healthy and everything is going well. And uh, uh, are you back to practicing medicine? How's that going? Oh, that's going. I've been doing a lot of emergency emergency work and getting patients back in, in the clinic. I've been surprised. A lot of my patients are really hasn't seemed like that big a deal. I had it. Granted, I wasn't definitely ill or anything but at the same time i mean people are handling this better than than i think other people that aren't exposed that don't get to come to work every day and and mingle with the patients that are coming in i don't think they would realize how well people are doing with this and at certain at a certain point you know and we're starting to get to that in certain areas you're not going to be able to hold people back especially with the nice weather with the nice weather starting in in these northern uh, states that we live in yeah. people are going to get restless and be out and doing things yeah i noticed that this past weekend <laughs> traffic picked up <laughs> this nice weather that's for sure and you be in the heart of lakes country i'm sure you're feeling it a little bit too oh yeah everyone everyone everyone's cabin fever had set in and everyone wants to get rid of that so that's gonna uh, they got to still use their head a little bit but there's there's also the reality of being a human being and and when it gets nice out you want to be outside and doing things 
Well, Dr. Beachy, I hope this can maybe settle some fear with a lot of people out there that, uh, you know, people can recover from this, and really the majority of people can recover this from this like you have. And I really appreciate your time and your your information. It was just second to none. I think it was just so great to hear all this information about what we're dealing with here and, and what may be to come. So I really appreciate it. Good luck to you, and I hope to catch up with you soon. All right. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Longtime Bison fans know that name. Arden Beachy, now Dr. Arden Beachy, and as I mentioned, you know, his, uh, unfortunately, the first game at the Fargo Dome was his last game. He got injured right before halftime, and a lot of people talked, well, you take a medical redshirt. Well, that wasn't the case, because he wanted to go to medical school, and now he's practicing medicine in his hometown of Staples at Lakewood Health Systems, and boy, that was really informative and just a great story as he has recovered from COVID-19. This is Couch Potato Radio, Derek Hansen with you on the Mighty 790 KFGO.